0: Ahoy there! It's your old pal, Cowboy Kevin Mann, welcoming you to this special live edition of the Attitude Era podcast. This was recorded at the London Podcast Festival 2018. We were so delighted to be invited back, and we were so delighted that so many of you came and helped us sell out for the Attitude Era podcast live at the London Podcast Festival. This is a very special episode where we are covering the fledgling appearances of the stars of the Attitude Era as wrestling once again burst into the mainstream in the late 90s. And hey, if you like the sound of this wild, Ash Show, and you like the idea of coming and seeing Kevin, Adam, and Billy live, you can do so, and you can do so this Sunday, the 28th of October at Joshua Brooks in Manchester. In the North, we are doing our live show. It's going to be a bit of mayhem in Manchester as we talk about Austin McMahon, the greatest feud of all time. Early bird tickets may have sold out, but you can still come and see us live. There are tickets available on the door or you can head over to Skiddle.com s k-i-d-d-l-e.com, Search Attitude Era Podcast, and you can grab yourself an advance ticket and get yourself a little bit of money off tickets starting from as low as seven pounds to come see the boys live and you can as well as part of this deal get yourself a bit of dinner at a discount as well that's right dinner discount live podcast as billy would probably say stuff and things and once again this live show and this podcast and all of our endeavors are only made possible by our incredible backers over at patreon.com forward slash ae podcast where if you become just a five dollar backer now you can get access to all 39 episodes of the smackdown crawl and if you're already a backer you probably have realized by now that's right there's another episode and it's just dropped and hey you can even vote in our new book report series we're going to be likely looking at ryback's book for bonus content soon and doing a whole podcast about it we already done two episodes on Kane's book, The Rock's book, and on Hardcore Holly's book. How will Ryback stack up amongst them? Become a backer now, find out, support the boys, and enjoy this Attitude Era, live at the London Podcast Festival 2018. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Attitude Era Podcast, live! Please welcome to the stage first from deepest darkest Chester, the baddest man on the planet, Billy Kibo. Come
1: down this way. I'm back the other way because I was supposed to do that originally. And this way, yes. yes.
2: Ah! Hello!
0: And his tag team partner from Old Stafford, the King of Bada Beans, Adam Bibelow! just oh, us he? today. <laughs> yeah, the other one. <laughs> Couldn't make it, I'm afraid. This is shit, I shouldn't have to introduce myself. <laughs> it's the fucking London Podcast Festival. It's seeming like it's, you know, that I should have a star of equivalent Irish value to introduce me. So, f- fine, I'll just do the voice myself then. I'll be Terry Wogan if he's not available. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Attitude Era Podcast Live! <laughs> Wait, what? He's dead? <laughs> Is the ghost of Terry (laughs) Rogan? You'll never be rid of me, BBC Radio 2. (laughs) Please welcome to the stage Ireland's favourite son from County Westmeath, it's Kevin Mahan. Wrestling reveal. Sorry, I'm not wearing this shit all fucking night. No, no way. <laughs> it's 25 quid. They're not. Paying- <laughs> Surprisingly, a very rare piece of merch, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Attitude Era podcast. Hey, I'm Still Alive, show number two!
1: <laughs> they brought us back round two, gentlemen. Here we are again. Yeah, here we are. Let's um, try and ruin it this time.
0: Yeah! <laughs>
1: Sounds good. So,
0: OK, we've got a very, very important topic we're talking about today. We're talking about wrestling's reemergence into the mainstream in the attitude era because obviously in the 80s wrestling got all popular with our likes of you know roddy piper and cindy Lauper and, Hogan, and some, some other guys and girls were there as well and then they kind of they ruined it all and then wrestling became uncool again mm. and then cool wrestling came around again in 1998 and we're talking now about the awkward sometimes shambolic attempts of WF to be like we're culturally relevant again and we don't know what the fuck to do about it <laughs> so we're today looking at some different appearances of WWF superstars during the Attitude Era uh, on mainstream TV hmm. Are you excited to talk about this, guys?
1: Some things, definitely. Some things,
0: fucking hell, mate. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Okay, well, we're going to get into some sections here, okay? We're going to talk, firstly, about America's favourite medium to get to know its people, its celebrities. We're talking a little bit about some talk shows. We're going to look at some of the appearances of wrestlers and... Well, in the case of our first person, we're going to talk about the owner and some other people making appearances on chat shows
1: Look at him being (laughs) humanised
0: There's no way to normalise Vince McMahon but Conan's going to give it a whirl there as well We also got to talk a little bit about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booger Red might even get on the action as well Mm. Okay, gonna ask you guys point blank Are you fans of late night chat shows?
1: Nope, I hate them what? i like i like a, i like i don't like watching a whole one i like seeing a clip show okay like give me a best of season 17 of graham norton i'm fine with that <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna watch an entire episode of graham norton though the only other one i like is i kind of like conan o'brien yeah but the rest of them like kimmel can fuck off and like the rest of them i don't like them but conan and you know Graham Norton. I'm I'm okay with them. But
0: what, a, what an odd select group. For yeah. yeah. No. Conan and Graham Norton. No one else passed the Billy Keeble test. No. How about you,
3: Adam? I don't mind the personality so much as I don't really like the format. It's obviously just a celebrity's there to endorse something, and they've got a bunch of rehearsed anecdotes and stories, yeah. and I think it's just tedious.
0: Like. I mean, you say they got a bunch of rehearsed anecdotes and stories, but we're going to talk first about Vince McMahon mm. and Conan mm. O'Brien. Yeah. And perfectly normal human being, Vince McMahon. This was such a fine. We thought we'll have a look and see who was making. In the rounds at the time who would they send out i mean surely the rock is the guy who will be on every chat show because he's so personable right mm-hmm. and yeah it was actually quite hard to find the rock on, on pretty much mm-hmm. anything so they thought 1999 King of the Ring, 1999 is around the corner, and who better to sell us on this than a man who revealed himself to be the higher power. (laughs) Full demon Vince is coming on to Conan (laughs) O'Brien to the pay-per-view, and he's very comfortable about it. What did you think of Vince on Conan, guys?
1: He actually came across as pretty likable, I think, on this. as Vince goes, (laughs) <laughs> I, I think Vince came across pretty well here It could have went worse, yes Absolutely, yeah It
0: could have, he didn't, he didn't do a bobcast and shut your damn mouth, <laughs> him, Brian, and O'Brien and I'll let me talk <laughs>
3: I think he comes off like, you know, when Theresa May looks like an alien and you're sort of like who dressed that alien up like a woman and made
0: them dance there? like that.
3: look at the way he sat. <laughs> like, who
0: sits like this? what are you talking about? It's the way to up the chat flow so peak 1999 Demonic Vince has got many skills some to do with magic, some to do with he is magic, You're not exaggerating, he is. He is magic, right? He's got skills in, in mergers and combining the corporation and the ministry. He did that, he's very good, um, but he's very bad at making fun of himself or having any sort of uh, the Mickey taken out of him at all.
1: Yeah, he always changes to that look of, like, I'm going to fucking kill you after this. Yeah,
0: it's very odd for a man who has apparently, allegedly, once exposed his Mickey, doesn't like to have the Mickey taken out of him. It's very ironic, I feel, in a way. The main thing that Conan does that pisses off Vince McMahon is that he makes fun of quality WWF merchandise. Oh, because he has a proper pop on him there. It's like in Beyond the Mat, and they're like, well, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's got motion detector eyes. <laughs> and they take out the same one, and Vince is like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, you know, it's kind of silly. It's like, well, here's Steve Austin in a monster truck. He's like, yeah, all right, yeah, it's very funny what mm. you did there. Here's a Steve Austin beach sale. You shit your goddamn mouth. <laughs> 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 so he tries to hide King of the Ring 1999. Yeah. Don't think he's very successful at
3: doing that. He doesn't explain that it's like, Austin is the CEO of the WWF right now. That is such a fucked up fact that the redneck is in charge of the company. And he doesn't even mention it. He's just like, oh yeah, big match. It's all on the line. He's so ashamed of the angle. Yeah, yeah he's, he is honestly regretting
0: this so quickly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if your dad or mum ever came in and they're like, oh, what's happening in wrestling then? And you're kind of like, oh, you know, just as a big match, you know? <laughs> you don't <laughs> explain. <laughs> and he's like, I no, don't explain that I lost control of the company to Steve Austin. <laughs> um he should have, you know, he didn't really get the main selling point of King of the Ring 1999. He could have been like, hey, come on guys. Billy Gunn's going to be there! Oh yeah! Yeah! Come on! Um, he then gets on to his favourite subject, which is Ted Turner.
1: Oh, cuts a promo.
0: It's very... I don't think Conan expected
1: no. the level
0: of vitriol that comes out. No, just
1: a, a bit of playful banter and he like, just does everything in his power to not call him a cunt. Like.
0: <laughs> I mean, he starts as much as you can. This is late night, right? This is like, at, what, half past midnight they do yeah. this and he makes the audience like gasp and not like a oh I see what you did there big man it's like a, oh why did you do that big man mm. <laughs> and then a pin could drop it's like hey Ted Turner well he's a son of a bitch <laughs> um, and he's a son of a bitch and um, quite frankly he's a son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say Conan and- like,
1: if he says like my mother always told me if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything at all he's a son of a <laughs> god damn piece of shit
0: in Vince McMahon's world that is a nice thing to
3: say <laughs> but he that. makes a particularly tasteless comment doesn't he Kevin yeah what?
0: this was one which the audience's reaction to the t- to it and this is like what makes the audience go quiet he-, he kills late night essentially Vince McMahon it never recovers and this is
3: in 1999 yeah,
0: by right. the way 1999 so this is peak of peak out of you know America edgy. likes edgy stuff mm-hmm. and Vince manages to do a bit of a Tasis joke. He goes, yeah, if we had a Ted Turner action figure, it'd just take lithium all day. And then he goes, ooh. (laughs) Now, I checked up, Ted Turner did battle uh, severe depression for his entire career, and has prescribed lithium for us. And that was some public knowledge. That was Vince having a little uh, dig at him. Ah, shut him up, didn't it? I mean, ah. come on. <laughs> Vince, if you're going to have a pop at Ted Turner, it's his hatred of the Jews that is what you have to do. <laughs> you know? So, maybe not the most uh, well-timed work from Vince McMahon, but... You did also get, do you not catch what he said about championships? Conan's like having a
3: laugh at him saying oh yeah you like to get involved in the wrestling you have a little wrestle every now and then don't you what about you uh, being the champion one day and Vince is like <laughs> well pal in the business we have something called credibility and everyone and if, laughs if, if me if I Vince McMahon became the champion we'd have no credibility <laughs> uh, I think it was three months later <laughs> it was actually two and a half. can <laughs> yeah. I
0: do apologise can I
1: also say as well that Conan brought up something called poop dog he said they had the poop dog on earlier, and I've never n- not wanted to know what something is more than what the poop dog is, because coo- uh, because by the look of it, Vince loved the poop dog.
0: What is it? It's a dog that shits. Mm-hmm.
3: On the floor in the sti- oh, that is.
1: I thought it was like some sort of 99 meme dog. It's just, <laughs> they brought a dog in and it just laid some eggs.
0: <laughs> so we now officially know that dog eggs are, are actually poop. <laughs> Someone thinks that dogs hatch from poo out there in the world, you know that, as a result You're on the smack crawl, you have to back me up on this! Wrestling is what we're talking about <laughs> Okay, let's go then from Vince McMahon and Conan O'Brien to Stone Cold Steve Austin on Jay Leno There he is Oh, there he is I got my glass of beer <laughs> Oh, he's an awkward one on this, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's uncomfort personified. Yeah. Steve Austin on Jay Leno. Do you think he's had a few, uh, a few uh, lubrications?
1: Well, Well, Jay says he's had five beers backstage, but I don't know if that is shoot or a work. <laughs> I
3: think it could be a shoot. It yeah. he makes Heather Graham there awful uncomfortable. Like, oh, every gosh. time she's like, oh that reminds me <laughs> Stone Cold's
0: time now. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> um, Austin, very, very defensive. Um like to the to a fault, I will mm-hmm. say he's defensive, which could be like the, the tagline of his entire career. Um, he has a big main event anecdote which is I done got soap in my hair. <laughs> and then I got another piece of soap in my hair. Can't top that, like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, hilarious. F- going, going to have a great, you know, follow that, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the other way, they, we found out through, through various shows, like Nathan, for you, kind of exposed for, for us uh, that a lot of the anecdotes are like, pre-rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's not authentic or genuine. It's something that people have put together and thought, this will get the brand across. This is literally two weeks before WrestleMania 17. And Steve Austin's big main event um, anecdote after that is, I have a wank before I wrestle.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That is
3: great. I didn't even catch that. I must have lost yeah. that.
1: Because yeah. apparently, yeah. Like, yeah. apparently hell. early in the show, Heather Graham had told a story about actors who will masturbate before a show because it, you know, gets right. you ready. And then he just goes, just, just, just like you, go- you guys, I do it too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he didn't get the most sought-after laugh of recognition no. that he was no. desperately seeking for. Um, okay, let's move on. Now we're going a little bit out of the Attitude Era. Um, you could say that we're going school! Because that is the highest quality of his Yeah, they, I scoured the internet for so long looking for that. All right, Mark Calloway, like, he takes man-spreading to a whole... This is like how he started <laughs> like, Now, here. it's 2003. It's Jimmy Kimmel. It's Mean Mark Calloway. You know it's time to put kayfabe on and to try and work the entire audience. This is before SummerSlam 2003, where he's wrestling A-Train, and he tries to do the whole thing in kayfabe. And he's like, oh, you're fighting the A-Train on the what's that all about? Like, well, let me tell you something, Jimmy.
2: <laughs>
0: You've been around the block as long as Booker Red has. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of boys try to come at you talk about respect. And that's the name of the game. He yeah. then has
3: a pillow fight afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with um, Jimmy's cousin, Sal. I mean, that's like a regular thing. This is what I mean about talk shows. They're so stupid and cringy. like oh, come on, everyone knows
0: cousin Sal. Yeah. He was, yeah. he, was, he was, wasn't, he? yeah. Really? He usually wrestles, like Hornswoggle or some Chavo Guerrero or some shit like. Ugh. Yeah, he's he's had more wrestling matches in the WWE than you have, so. You've got me there. i have got you there, friends. Um, did anyone notice how nervous Booger Red was. Oh yes. Yeah. Like I kind of figured out the mystique of the Undertaker is that he's just the most nervous man in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to go out when we're doing any of the tribute show because I'm really nervous. I'm like trip over. it. Well, it's fool because of he's
1: not someone who you throw out there to exactly. like to promote something. Like literally before this, I, I don't think I'd seen many like undertaker just being an inter- like being interviewed or anything like that. I think the only video I'd seen is if was like a, a video of him backstage with like a little girl who's from like Make-A-Wish yeah. and he's being like the sweetest fucking bloke ever and like just talking about the pictures she drew and how it's amazing and all that. That's like the only thing I've seen of him being him, obviously this is some way in between, because the issue with The Undertaker is when you he, when he ask him to do something in kayfabe, you're asking him to do something in a specific kayfabe, because he's got five different ones. Yeah. <laughs> For each of his gimmicks, you can't talk about any of the other gimmicks, because it will fucking destroy what he's talking about at that moment in time.
0: Kimmel immediately compares him to Madonna. Yeah And he's like, hang on up, um. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not an
3: insult But you're right about the nerves because every time Kimmel opens his mouth to ask him a question Taker is sat there
0: mm, what you, what you gonna say to me, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Better be on the approved list of questions, boy! <laughs> Was on the approved list of questions when they asked him is murky, death collecting past? Yeah I
1: didn't know about
0: this! No, me neither! And the
3: way he answers it, again, the nerves, you can say like as soon as he says about it he's like, oh I shouldn't have said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to to collect debts? And immediately Kimmel's like, really? <laughs> Tell us all about that in just detail. Ca- casually
1: admits to beating up people, like, and just cracking Bro- heads. You like you say he broke
3: legs? He's I like- think he implied it. Yeah. Kicking Basically- ass, taking names, digging holes, for- 29 souls. I'm not an Undertaker fan in case okay. it wasn't. If obvious. you owed
0: a debt, right, say so you ran up a big debt, okay, which version of The Undertaker <laughs>
1: would you owe? Well, I know, like, I, I, which, are you asking which one would I be most afraid of or most, most likely to pay, or which one? Most be... likely to pay. Er, uh, Lord of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. definitely. If yeah.
3: he's
2: there, like, where's the money? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Ceremonial dagger, like. Yeah. Yeah
3: but the one I would want to turn up at my door would be Wrestlemania 30 post-streak where he's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You can do whatever you do want if you get that taken but knocking yeah, on your door He opened the door and he's there out. lying in the car like <laughs> <laughs> Give it to
0: me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly the one I'd like so I could avoid it would be like you know classic bugger head taker because we wouldn't go to the debt collection agency we just go school like uh, (laughs) so all right let's move on we talked about our chat shows okay Billy there is an extra area we're going to look into now we're going to delve into another uh, aspect of entertainment and media
1: yeah so the next section we decided we'd look at wrestlers appearances on game shows (laughs) so in particular there are two there were two episodes of the weakest link I didn't know there were two at first. I thought there was only one, and we've we dis- we found out during this there's actually a second one. And we watched Fear Factor as well. And now you
0: were honest for quite a while. You wanted to review the weakest thing with the wrestlers. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Why were you so adamant about this? It's,
1: it's weird. We'll, we'll we'll find as we as we go along with this because if you've listened to the show before, I didn't watch wrestling during the Attitude Era, but I've seen nearly every single thing that we're going to talk about today from that time that has all of these wrestlers in it, but I didn't know what wrestling
2: was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I legitimately thought that Stone Cold Steve Austin was a one-off character created for Dilbert. (laughs) Literally, literally, I saw Dilbert. I loved Dilbert as a kid for some fucking reason you know eight-year-olds love the bureaucracy of the office like but I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was just a fictional character and then I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin on the weakest link and I was just like oh I'd made no correlation between no. this cartoon character and this bloke and I was just An like oh, so there's there's this thing called wrestling all right then but I remember like watching all of this stuff that we're going to talk about weird and it's so weird But I, what I wanted to ask you was what what if there are any game shows you would have liked to have seen wrestlers on. Cause I would have really Ooh. have liked to have seen like DX on Fort Boyard.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: imagine that.
3: Um, you are topping that.
0: I, I mean, honestly, I would love wrestlers on Countdown, you know? Yeah. I would yes. be great. You know? And that's the best thing about this weakest link thing is that it, there's two of these episodes, and both of them, particularly the second episode, do a whole lot to get rid of the notion that wrestlers are complete dum-dums mm-hmm. yeah they really acquit themselves quite well how about you is there any wrestlers you'd like to see in any game shows uh,
3: off
1: the top of my head i put doa on big break because oh, like, yeah. Nice, like oh, oh, the like waste yeah yeah, yeah. You in there perfectly that's perfect the, the other one i had was i would really like to have seen stephanie mcmahon take vince on get your own back <laughs> yes <laughs> so like, oh my god yes! so like, oh, dave yeah. benson phillips says so, so stephanie why have you brought uh, vince on today well, <laughs> where Someone do I start? Been kidnapped.
0: <laughs> oh, he, that deserves a gackin'. An evil black gack that, like, that I've never comes off. Um, okay, I'm going to say right off the bat about uh, the weakest link. Particularly, I do not like this show. I didn't like really? it as a kid. I've never liked it, and the more I've learned about Anne Robinson, the, least, the less I've liked it. Like. Anne Robinson, whose hatred for foxes is only matched by her hatred for other women. She is a very <laughs> peculiar sort, Anne Robinson. But obviously, the USA version of this did very well. She was managed to parlay the USA role of the weakest link into appearing on Britain's Spending Secrets on BBC4 last year. So it's gone very well for her. <laughs> um, in the first episode, this is in the middle. Like, this is actually. Like where we are in our timeline. It's like right before Survivor Series yeah. yeah. 2001. Finally. So you have got the likes of William Regal going, hello, I'm William Regal, and I am the commissioner of the Alliance. Just don't ask why it is. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, WCW and ECW, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, so everyone's got their, uh, their, their chosen charities. Um, what, what, who, what's the lineup, first of all, for this first episode of Weakest Link? Who have we got here? you got Triple H for american breast cancer stephanie who's also american breast cancer and tries to shove in a plug for survivor series it's great like you know american breast cancer yeah but also survivor series that's the real fight mm. so taking place uh, lovely rita is here for the national humane society that's lita in case you were wondering her angle is for make-a-wish uh he was ahead of the curb there with her angle mm-hmm. that's Trish stratus with the sick children's hospital because fuck the Healthy Children's Hospital. <laughs> Bunch of freaks. Booker T, American Red Cross. And uh, Big Show, who refers to himself as Paul White. No one ever forget the time that Big Show referred to Big Show as his slave name. <laughs> not, not appropriate, man. Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm Paul White now. Fuck fuck's sake. And the best thing, it was to promote a fight with Hulk Hogan as well, no less. So inappropriate. So many layers of hatred. So many <laughs> layers of hatred there. I mean, the guys do pretty well on us. I,
1: I must say this episode is massively like worse than the second episode. Like these guys can't fucking bank for shit. <laughs> like
0: they've never watched the show before. That is yeah. obvious. That's very, understand. very obvious. Anne Robinson's got a lot of uh, spicy hot takes and put downs for the wrestlers here. Oh yeah. World Wrestling Federation. Without Wisdom Forever, is that what it stands for? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then after
0: that, she doesn't even do any wrestling puns. She just like, goes back to
3: the regular oh, no, no, weakest no. link banner. She
0: does, later on, she says... Uh, yeah, she says, who's going to be a stone-cold dropout? Stone
1: Cold's not even there he mate, there, he's on the next episode, save that for then you dickhead And she also
0: says, I've never heard of Vince McMahon, why are they on the show then? Yeah
2: <laughs> Come on,
0: you know the guys on Countdown would do their
1: research yeah. Yeah. They'd have
0: the big book, the encyclopedia, and the nice lady would read it out,
1: Oh. Uh-huh, if, they, if they if they were on there, they'd have like the big in- WWE encyclopedia, the big yeah. coffee table but oh, that'd be amazing
0: So, um <laughs> their inability to bank like that's it they don't understand the basic premise here so what we have is like they'll get one question right then they'll bank straight away mm-hmm. total absolute awful they go
1: three rounds without banking yeah without getting any more money
0: did uh, anyone catch any of the interplay between stephanie mcmahon and anne robinson is that where
1: stephanie well stephanie gets asked where her muscles are and steph says they're on my front <laughs>
0: you it's know when breast you get implants yeah
3: surgically implanted muscles like, <laughs> it's really fucking it's intense, really grotesque. Like. horrifying
0: what does she use them for why does Cruising she use cans, like <laughs> oh god um I also learned from this that three feet is in a yard so now if anyone says that you're all man and a yard wide you can also say all man and three, three feet wide. wide that's very so good go. uh but the
3: question's like did you notice how disparate the quality of the questions was you get some like really intense geographical really difficult questions yeah. followed up straight away afterwards with who is mickey mouse's girlfriend
0: it's really really poor though because i mean they struggle with some of these really easy ones you're making it like it's too easy for them some of them are booker t thinks that thanksgiving's in october <laughs> <laughs>
1: i know that yeah my, my favourite one was when um, Trish got asked to complete the sentence said by Richard Nixon, I am not a, a letter, a word beginning with C, And she says, cat. <laughs> she thinks that Richard Nixon went, I am not a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: While we're at it, burying all the terrible answers. And Robinson asked Booker T, what is the French word often heard at the end of a concert, which means the audience would like to hear more? Booker spends about what forty seconds like wasting time like Wee uh,
0: wee oui, oui. <laughs> Nah <laughs> not quite. There was an XFL question in there as well. Yes, yeah, the right. Steph, yeah. Yeah, general knowledge. Yeah, everyone knows that, like, you know. Um, Steph has inherited the dominant gene from our father Vince, which is a complete, like, kind of blast shield for any sort of pop culture references whatsoever. <laughs> this is such a low ball question. It's like right towards the end as well. I Steph know what you're talking about. Yeah, here, yeah, right. This is like Steph and Triple H are, are doing quite well, and then it comes to like general knowledge about actual things humans know about. <laughs> Here's the question, okay? What is the cartoon character and comic strip Garfield the cat's favorite pasta dish? Steffi said spaghetti. (laughs) For fuck's sake, guys, we all know it's Mondays. Come on. (laughs) So we have a few cashless rounds. It comes down to Regal, Steph, and Triple H. And the real bleak part of it is when, like, you know, Steph is doing okay, and Triple H and Regal are kind of a bit wobbly. And she's like, What's the matter with you? You're meant to be a tough wrestler. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm. I'm in incredible pain. Just standing up for this long is very hard. And Triple H's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like, him oh. a
1: solid by voting him off. Like. Yeah. Oh. They vote
0: off William Regal for the sake of his knees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's what he deserved in this case. Like. And Steph's here like, what's the big deal, guys? Like, I mean, I'm stood up. It's fine, like. Mm. They do, okay. But, yeah.
1: yeah. Grand total of 48,500. That low? Yeah. Mm.
0: God, okay. Weakest Link 2. They learned the lesson a little bit. They sent a, a proper ringer team in here, okay? For the Weakest link Two, here's our lineup. We've got the big man, Glenn Jacobs, Kane, yeah?
1: In yeah. full Kane get up. Yeah, yeah. The
0: whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freezing cold, he must be. Yeah. Cold here, but hot here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to get polio if he does another <laughs> <rainforest. laughs> We've got Terry Runnels, got Bubba Ray Dudley, we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin. No one's going to cheer for Stone Cold Steve Austin Didn't cheer for anyone else, did they? I was just going to do a little bit uh, Bravely bold Steve Austin <laughs> Was on the weakest link He was not afraid to bank Oh brave Steve Austin He was not afraid to cuss out and Robinson Smart, 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 smart <laughs> Steve Austin What? Thank you hey. Also, we have Egg, (laughs) Debra. Debra, who's like quite, you know, she's her, she does really poorly in this. I don't know, we'll get to it. Devon Dudley and Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, he hits on Ann Robinson. Yes, he does. (laughs) When you go and see everyone and they're asking where they're from, this is like this shows you the difference, the dichotomy of the Dudley boys. And who are you? I'm Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm from Dudleyville, USA. And then Devon, I'm Devon. I'm from Harlem. I'm Bubba <laughs> <laughs> Ray like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, we get a big sort of disparity in easy to like hard questions because Jerry, in the first round, guest gets asked what the fourth letter of the alphabet is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a bit, there's like an episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin is playing Trivial Pursuit and he just gets told what color is a fire truck, and like, and say what. You get a point if you say what. Well, so <laughs> that's just what it is. Yeah.
0: Austin gets like probably even a worse one. It's like Stone Cold. Mary had a little what lamb? <laughs> easy. Yay, nursery man! I love me some mother goose! Here's the problem, right? Austin, again, like, he's too much of a performer, I think, is yeah, the issue. Because yeah. it's like, when Austin gets a question he doesn't get, he's like, Ah, oh, god dang! <laughs> and he starts selling to the people in the back line. Like, <laughs> the big over the top. And the cock is counting down, he's yeah. like, just so say you don't know it's like, yeah. I, get to, I think I know this. Oh, no, I don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you hear how terry described her career in such brutal honesty
0: terry ronald's just she like she was there because she got what her role was let's just say yeah. what, how does she put it out what, of... anne
3: robinson turns to her, terry what do you do in the world wrestling federation and she says i parade around the ring with practically nothing on and then she just sort of stands there like
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then anne's next question are those breasts real Fucking rude mate, what yeah, the like, fuck
0: off? Terry comes so close because she's like they're about as real as... and she's about to say wrestling and everyone's like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: she goes, "Um, my hair Aww. so Terry I'm assuming is actually uh, hairless entirely
1: like, She's a some
0: sort of alien masquerading as a, as a human so uh, right, we have, you know, Bubba Ray Dudley
1: Bubba's a smart fucker mm-hmm.
0: Seriously, I'd have him on my <sighs> Trivial Pursuit too. Absolutely. Um, Bubba Ray, he's like, he keeps trying to play politics with his votes. He's like, I won't vote for Devon. He says that he's his wife. Yes,
1: yeah, because after Austin has said that he won't vote de- vote off Deborah because Deborah's his wife, so Bubba says, well, Devon's my wife. I'm not going to vote him. <laughs> the fucking look on Devon's face at the mere <laughs> suggestion of being homosexual. He's just like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <here's- laughs>
1: Triggered. Like. He, here's his
0: line. Like, he's not going to be like, you know, he's not going to beat around the bush, Devon. He just wants to say, you know let, let us, you know, let it rest. And he goes, I like my women, and that's it. In,
1: in a later round, um, G- Anne asks Jerry Lawler if he's slept with anyone who is here. And he looks immediately at Devon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, Devon is just like, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> So they're just ribbing Devon, and he's not taking it lightly <laughs> at all like. Oh
0: my god in heaven When they get to round 4, Austin runs out like, literally half the clock at one yes. question Just going He loves the way his head feels I think Is really like soothing for him or something like uh, Cherry eliminates, Terry gets eliminated and she cuts a promo on how Kane and Bubba Ray Dudley are smelly and that's why she's happy that she got eliminated Yeah <laughs> Of the lineup. Who do you think would smell the worst and who would smell the best?
3: King would smell the worst, easily, yeah. easily, easily. You got
0: some adjectives there to describe the smell.
3: Three week old fast food, I think. <laughs> like, you know when someone's had Mackey's in their car for a fortnight? Yeah. Like, come on, mate, get your life together. That's what King smells like.
1: I mean, like, King. Kane probably does smell the worst because if we're doing this in kayfabe, he's got a load of like ointment on.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's
1: going to smell of medicine, and he's wearing that. And he said <laughs> uh, earlier the in the chemicals episode, are gonna smell this is like it. yeah, the chemicals obviously. And he said this is his only like outfit. He doesn't have any others. Like Vader, basically. <laughs> yeah, he Never only won. has he only has this one. So I do I I, I get what Terry's saying that Kane smells.
0: I'm gonna come out here and say that I believe that Edge would probably smell of like a high-end limited edition Radox shower shower. Oh yeah. You know, like all it's in a black and silver yeah. bottle. Like 150? Well, Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, Steve gets eliminated, and when he does, and Robson oh. goes, the bottom line is because I say so. <laughs> and Austin's like walking off, like motherfucker. <laughs> That is not it. We did forget to mention the last one, what happened with the Big
1: Show. When he
0: got eliminated. Big Show got
1: voted off first. Yeah.
0: In fairness, he was literally the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's been voted off, he he literally goes to Anne Robinson behind her and he stands, he's like. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, it's Re- like,
1: remember <laughs> I know where all of you will be on Monday so yeah, you yeah. voted me off you're getting it on raw and then what does he do he Kevin knows, I'm out of here and he
0: falls over <laughs> and, then <he's> like, <laughs> and then he walks off like, you know
1: the big show all fucking cool uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, surprisingly, once Steve Austin is gone, even though it's round six, they start doing really well. Yeah. Like they just start getting all this the like Kane and Bubba are just like making fucking money. And yeah. Like they make it rain. Um Austin Bubba Ray Dudley calls Anne Robinson Sweet Cheeks. Bubba Ray Dudley, if you are listening, um you could put Anne Robinson through a table. Um, I'd
1: love to see that Yeah, I think I'll be Do you
0: know, when I was researching this, cos I hate Anne Robinson, it was great, I did research I was like, oh great, there's those legitimate reasons to hate her Mm. so my illegitimate, just gut-wrench hatred of her is seemingly justified she once tried to do a version of The Weakest Link at a fox hunting celebration to raise funds for the local hunts Celebration?! Yeah, and is the best thing, she didn't get the rights to do it and then (laughs) protesters came in and they tore down the gazebo (laughs) while she was in it and the police had to take her away (laughs) (laughs) see like it's a thing like the bottom line is I say (laughs) something
1: I distinctly remember like when The Weakest Link was on my mum would always leave the room when it was on because she hated Anne Robinson she always used to say the reason why she saw an episode where when Anne was saying goodbye to someone and said and you leave with nothing and mean, the way my mum described the word goodbye is was Anne going, you leave with nothing. Goodbye! <laughs> and I've never seen anything like Anne Robertson doing that. I genuinely think my mum has got the weakest link confused with like, the last little bit of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you leave with nothing! <laughs> so whenever that came on she would leave the r- like what out of fear no like, she's like I hate <laughs> that woman because we would watch it during dinner because it was on just after The Simpsons or yep. the other way around and so she would just like all right, I'm done with dinner I'm not watching Weakest Link while well, we all watched it so she would just leave the get rid of it
0: come down to our final two guys it's Kane and Bubba Ray Dudley who single-handedly destroy any existing stereotypes about wrestlers being done because the biggest Like, guys you would pick out of the line-up to be oh they look like proper dunderheads like that guy's got a mascot, what an idiot $83,500, not so bad Kane wins it in the end, does he? he? Yes. Yeah,
1: to sudden death goes to, if they get through the final round it goes to sudden death
0: Ten stuff.
3: Ten stuff indeed. He's just an incredibly intelligent man, Carl. I honestly, I saw this when I was a kid, and I cannot tell you how over the moon I was because <laughs> I would watch Weakest Link every day. Like you say, Billy, it was on either before or after Simpsons, and you had fresh prints in that slot as well. Oh yeah, man, good times. Did good programming setup, like and I would watch Weekly Link every fucking day. So when this happened out of the blue, I was fuck, it's wrestling! There's my favourite one! He fucking won! <laughs> I
0: did it!
3: He's the fucking best!
0: The fire burns at him, <laughs> including through general knowledge. Okay, we're gonna talk now about one of the fucking cringiest things I have ever seen. It's 2001. Again, all this happened during our timeline, yeah. oh, which is really odd. When we started researching, we couldn't believe how much f- fit in. It's Fear Factor. Um, I'm going to say once again, I've seen like I hated every show in 2001, but I fucking hated Fear Factor as well. Really? I did, I thought it was a mean show. It is a mean show, but- With a mean man, little Joe Rogan. Like, (sighs) eat that. You eat it, Joe, you eat it. (laughs) He's like, because he's like kind of small and Weasley, not like now where he's like kind of like an egg on steroids (laughs) Speaking of which, I'm really glad that all of you managed to make it here tonight Because I know Greg Wallace is doing Lincoln tonight And you know, I obviously was going to be there, you know What, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Greg Wallace is coming up on the live show. Now, hey, I you, you do the drill hole twice in your career, and now I'm going to have to once on the way up, once on the way down. <laughs> and you have forced me now and this festival to see Greg Wallace in the tail end of his career. Thanks very much. Whatever. But he's always there, like being like this little twerp, like. And, ah, you, you, you jump off this, eat Joe, this. Joe Rogan, this. Joe Rogan, yeah. Greg Wallace to be like, ah, eat this. It's good for you and costs less money. <laughs> you know, he'd be good. So yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, he's had some spicy takes on wrestling. People were telling me. Mm. They were like, oh, if you're a wrestling fan, Joe Rogan's no fan of yours.
1: Yeah, but then I've also seen like videos of him completely defending wrestling as well. He says seems phony, like, like yeah. He says like it's 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 phony, but we all know that. Mm. And you know, but he but I've seen him and say he does enjoy the pageantry as well. He seems like a a, a, a Piers Morgan type. that's like a deliberate contrarian. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. if, if if someone if someone says to him, oh, so you don't like wrestling, he'll go, oh no, I love wrestling. And if have said, oh, so you, I hear you like wrestling. He's now fucking hate it. all the fans are morons. Yeah, imagine if right. you released
0: a podcast with an air of him agreeing with his guests. Everyone's like, stop listening. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. So
1: who's our lineup here? Have you got our
0: lineup for Fear Factor, yeah. Adam. We got Team Extreme, which is Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and
3: lovely Rita, as previously mentioned. AKA Demon Arm. Uh, we got We got Jackie, we got Molly Holly, and TESS! Yeah! Yes! yes! <laughs> Test!
0: Fucking love Test! I'm not gonna lie, when we started watching this, I was like, hope oh, the big man breaks his nose here. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was their greatest feats coming to a room full of broken noses. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy introduced himself as being the craziest youngster in the WWF, which, like, I watched this literally, it was like news picks up. It's like, Jeff Hardy says he can't do the swanton anymore because his spine is fusing. I was like, oh. He, he craziest also, youngster. Jeff
1: says he's excited, his fear has always been part of his life. That sounds fucking horrible.
0: <laughs> you know what I like? Nice times. Yeah. <laughs> nice factor, that's my new show. <laughs> Although, I will say, Jeff Hardy, right? He looks like such a Fear Factor contestant. Yeah. yeah. Or a default character in a Fear Factor proprietary video Ooh. game. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? You may have had your image stolen on an app, Jeff. Just check <laughs> it out. Tess plays the big, calm, dumb guy in this.
1: Yeah. He's playing himself of being a Let
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: me show all the clips. It's like, these are like, the, you know, Team Extreme, right? And this is 2001. Again, the 2001. This is after TLC, one and two, after Triangle Ladder Match. Like After these guys have earned a lot of legitimate respect for being crazy daredevils. And the footage they used to hype him up, it's like, Matt Hardy, he takes it to the limit. It's like a side headlock takeover. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, he's crazy. It's like, oh no, he's going for the pin. I like, what? <laughs> And like, no one flies as high as Test. He's just there like with a full Nelson. It's so awful. Did they not give him any good footage? Is I that guess not. I don't know. Joe uh, says that gamesmanship is always welcome. In Fear Factor.
3: Yeah, he encourages trash talking and for people to try and psych each other out a lot, which test takes way too literally. <laughs> and oh he will not shut the fuck up like Jack, the first challenge they have to do is a big helicopter that's like, what, 30 feet over the ocean? Yeah, it's the, here yeah. comes
0: the pain spot,
3: so you have to you get in the <laughs> helicopter yeah. and then fly into Times Square. <laughs> you've, you've got to climb a rope ladder to get into the helicopter. That's Whilst the first it spins. Challenge. While it's spinning around and dipping and diving and shit. It looks
0: fucking terrifying.
3: It does. And Jackie reveals quite early on that she can't swim, so for her, this is especially scary. is like, she going to dive? She... Literally, as she's saying that, you can see
1: Tess behind her like, Oh! Oh, 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 oh. She can't... Guys! She can't swim! That's what they're all like, like Jackie's just uh, like, Joe's like, oh, so you can't swim? And uh, Jackie's like, no, no, I can't. It's like, okay, all right, on you go. Climb up, there you go. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) You say that, but this test is the worst, because this is verbatim,
3: not exaggerating, word for word what he says. It's going to be so great, because she can't swim, so she'll panic, and we'll all have a great laugh.
0: (laughs) love it love fear <laughs> nice guy Um Lita smashes it she's really really good mm-hmm. yeah. Molly she's playing for God she smashes it more despite Joe constantly going oh no guys she's slower she's she's not gonna be able to get up there she's she does not like in a minute less <laughs> wow surprisingly he didn't have an accurate view of what was going on who'd have thought uh, and Jackie she actually does really really good as well yeah she yeah. gets the best time out of all three the women. so Elisa actually ends up being eliminated first yeah, so ladder climbing, being it's like, oh, this will be right up your alley. No, it won't. <laughs> you go. let go back to Vince McMahon and explain that. Like, but that's okay, stripes. because
3: honestly, we all know the real master of the ladder is Jeff Hardy. That guy can climb a ladder and successfully get all the way to the top of it without
0: falling off, can't he? Ah! Uh, <laughs> Jeff gets all caught up and tangled.
1: It's because he's, like, seen everyone, the, the, the technique that the the women have been doing and the men before Jeff have been doing is they get, because they, they start on the very last rung with just the hands. And what the, the women and the, uh, was it Matt who went first? Yeah, the guys, yeah. they got their leg in straight away so they could get up and can continue climbing up. Jeff's gone, fuck that. I can see that clearly works. I'm going to do it the Jeff way and just use my arms.
0: I don't fall by anyone's standards or norms, even proven ways to climb a ladder. Surprisingly, he falls. Yeah. Team extremely bad at climbing mm. ladders. <laughs> Although I will say, the Angelic Diablo, A.K.A. Matt Hardy version one, he soars. Yeah, yeah, he he's fucking he's up there up in a that flash.
1: Ladder. I, I in mean, Test, Test is last. time. Jeff's already out. Test just has to get to the top. It doesn't matter what time he gets. He can take forever. I thought he was doomed. Oh, it was was gripping. I was literally like, clam
0: the ladder, He's so big. Make yourself
1: famous, (laughs) slowly but surely, like. And then he doesn't even, he stops using the ladder when he gets to the top, he just starts like grabbing onto the legs of the helicopter and just standing on that, the helicopter's tipping. Joe's like, what's he doing there? The
3: swinging around. Yeah, you did win, but actually, we're going to have to send you home anyway, just because we don't think you're safe for the other <laughs>
0: episodes. Like, Test defines winning by default in this. Yeah, like, literally. You know.
1: Test is gassed as fuck, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you would be. That's yeah. Like, yeah. insane. Like, to keep yourself steady as you're climbing up, that's really hard. Day two, they're playing a special game of craps. I'm not mm. talking about normal craps, I'm talking about the kind of craps that's going to make you do craps. Yeah, this. It's, it's all icky food, right? Well, it's supposedly icky food, let's go through this, okay? Yeah. Pig intestine. Dorian. Animal fat. Rooster testicles. Cow eyes. veal brain. Spleen. No animal. Cod liver oil. Bile. Fish sauce and pig brains. Like legitimately all but two or three of those I probably would eat.
1: Yeah. Pig pig brains is the base. Everyone has to have the pig brain.
0: Yeah. Everyone's gonna have a little bit of pig brain in there. Joe Rogan is like he's pig how wacky these things are, and he just holds up fish sauce, which he would use. (laughs) Whoa, what's this like? It's fucking brains and spleens and eyes. Whoa! Comes from a crazy (laughs) Comes from a crazy land called Asia. Yeah, seriously. Do not go to his house for dinner, you will so not get Thai food So is, is this a
3: human spleen or what? Because everything else is attributed to an animal like you said I mean is that the spleen?
0: It just says spleen and it's a <laughs> big old spleen as well folks like You know it's not gross enough because they have to add the Tom Ghost to the sound effects he's like let me get the spleen in <laughs> <laughs> We got in trouble for doing that noise on your We didn't
3: get in trouble, one person got pissed that off That is getting in trouble, us. I got
0: told off for doing fart <laughs> noises so is there a regret, I would like, say there'll be no more truck noises on the ICR podcast <laughs> and People stuff. tune
1: in for ser- serious wrestling discussion to our show yeah. You know, and that's it alone. Commentary.
0: There'll be a separate spin off podcast where it's just farts. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to both at the same time, they might sync up. Who knows? <laughs> it was a cheat. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, does that count as an announcement? Oh. Oh, Molly really doesn't want to do this. So I think no. it goes against some of her religion, I think, to eat really gross things. And so Joe's like, ow, come on, man, drink it. She's like, I really don't want to. Woo! She gets the drink liquids, it.
1: though, because Molly has to drink the pig brain is the base, fish sauce, cod liver oil, and bile. So she bile. gets all of the bile. liquids.
0: That's bad. Bile has got a bad taste to it. You, know, I you can don't imagine. Want that. Otherwise, I think that would have been alright really No, like. fuck off Kevin <laughs> What are you talking about? Brains are Cod liver oil Oh sorry, someone's prepared for winter <laughs> she, know.
1: she, she, st- she takes what, a, a, gl- a, a hearty glug and immediately starts crying oh, Like, geez. And then like Joe says, finish it <laughs> Finish it, <laughs> I'm not sure I can Tears streaming down oh. her face And everyone's just going around. go on Molly Drink up.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like you like
1: charity, don't you, Molly? You get, you, your charity gets money if you drink this. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Oh, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's like you're JBL
3: with CM Punk. It's like, what's the matter? Are you afraid of a little drink? <laughs> I was going to say Harry Potter having to force feed Dumbledore that
0: <Kill me>! Um, Jackie, right, I'm going to say I lived in Glasgow for a year. It's an appropriate use of the verb. She fucking tans hers. Yeah. <laughs> so, tans. Boom, one tan. Bam, gone. Do you you so, find out what's
1: in it like? So I, found, I, I remembered, I rewound to find out. So Jackie has the pig brain base, veal brain, durian, which is the smelliest fruit in the world, smells like and feet. spleen. And the spleen does not fucking blend. Like It's <laughs> just like a huge rock. They just put a whole spleen in a, a food processor. And you see it just go... <clears throat> Test buckles immediately under yeah, pressure He wow. smells it but Fair play though, Tess has got um, cod liver oil because he wants to have a really glossy coat <laughs> um, He has bile and he has rooster testicles which will make him super virile as well So he's going to be a really good dog <laughs> He'll be a really good boy Yeah be he? a good yeah. boy but he's not a good boy because he takes one sniff of it and says Nah I'm out mate Done on that mate
0: Some people just don't want to be good boys, like (laughs) Matt Hardy, he's extra yucky and we know it's extra yucky because he does the Stone Cold Steve Austin technique, he's like oh I'm drinking it, it's like all over his face and his eyes so so, they play
1: the bassoon, the ookiest musical instrument of all, His is extra hard because he has the pig brain bass, spleen, another spleen (laughs) and animal fat that's the roll of his dice, that's what he has to do and it's grim he's It's like really old porridge
3: Yeah, He's of like swishing it around his mouth yeah.
1: He's got a big moustache, he's got it dripping down his face, he tries to hug Joe I think
3: he enjoys
0: it, he's like doing the fucking Team Extreme posing and having like a great time <laughs> he's, he's living for the moment, existing to inspire, you know <laughs> Oh Jeff would have loved that, he he's in the corner like, is there any left?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's Matt and Jackie that get through, everyone else yep. fails Day so. three,
0: they're onto the Buster.
1: Oh, serious, serious, serious Mulan vibes off round three. Like they've got to climb a big pole to defeat the defeat the Huns, you know, like <laughs> and hang their
0: flag yeah. to be victorious and see their true reflection. <laughs> so Matt kind of falls a little bit, very slowly gets back up. They have loads of time. It's like, I mean, honestly, not not to say anything wrong with with the people they've picked, but. It's hardly a big showdown when straight away Jackie's like interrupting on Joe. I can't I can climb this. Like I literally can't do this. Like, yeah. No, you're fine, dude. No, I can't. And then it like, gets her turn. She's like, I can't do it. Yeah, you can. I
1: can't. She like literally, her legs are that short. She literally can't get from one pole to the other. Yeah, yeah it's impossible. She, it's, it's,
3: she, what is it, sorry? It's like four poles. There's and four massive... poles
1: equal uh, getting bigger and then on the first pole are three flags, flags. Yeah, and have you, have go, you have to go, you have to take one flag from the first pole hang it on the fifth, go back, take another one You have to Jeff one, Hardy WrestleMania 17th yeah. so you
0: have to walk yeah. across and then Point, go
1: back then do it again They're
0: quite far apart and there's a rain machine at the same time so Jackie's like, I can't fucking do it and surprise, surprise, she can't fucking do it and Matt wins, so like boring because Joe's like, come on we can't end the show like this. He's like, Yes, you can, and you will, because I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And then they run out the clock and that's it. Like Literally that's it. What a damp end. But you do get Matt
3: Hardy at the end being like, fear is only a four letter word. And they there's like ten minutes, it feels like of
1: a <laughs> like, and Joe Rogan's just staring at him like, What? Is You've this? gotta teach me how to do that. What just wavered, like waved <laughs> randomly like Right,
0: so that does it for our uh, game shows. Or game shows. Time to move on, Adam. I think this is a very special section. Maybe you want to introduce us to... Mm, sitcoms and cartoons. Ooh.
3: This is the big one. For me as a kid, Like being an Attitude Era kid, and this is the kind of shit that we were all about. Sitcoms, cartoons, and seeing a wrestler pop up <laughs> in any of these made my year. Do you guys have any memories of like seeing wrestlers? I mean, you said, Billy, you've seen a lot of this stuff yeah. before even knowing about it. Like any
2: of this <laughs> we'll,
3: we'll get to mr ass there in just a in just a second
0: don't you worry but we're gonna start things off by looking at celebrity deathmatch i think yeah yeah because i mean celebrity deathmatch i think was an entryway for a lot of people into wrestling because mm. everyone when i was in school everyone will watch celebrity deathmatch it started yeah. showing on like e4 and channel 4 i think yeah and like everyone was obsessed with it and they just like naturally slid the wrestlers in there like steve austin the recurring role of being like you know he was like the enforcer or whatever it was and he was always like really good really natural i thought they got what WWF was all about. And I felt like I could watch that as a nice kind of compliment to watching Raw and SmackDown. I
3: think they're very similar sensibilities. Yeah. Sort of yeah. late 90s, edgy, violent TV shows.
0: Like The only time they dropped the balls when they brought Vince McMahon on the show. And like, it's weird, because they got it so well. They had Undertaker on before, and he was great. They had Mankind, it was great. Austin was always great. Then they bring on Vince McMahon, and he, it's meant to be Austin versus McMahon. It's like 1989, and they have Vince be like, I have a superior intellect to you, Mr. Austin. Mm. And it's like, hang on. That ain't right. That's not of the
1: us. gimmick brother. Yeah.
0: No! But I don't know. I always thought Celebrity Deathmatch was fucking great. I love me some claymation. Well, we'll
3: run down very quickly. We had a look at a compilation of all like the moments of wrestlers going on celebrity deathmatch. The first one we had was Undertaker taking on the possessed son of one of the commentators. Now, when it's celebrity deathmatch, you yeah. can not have like a fictional commentator's kid be one of the
1: yeah. celebrities.
0: You don't work Booger Ed with just about anyone though. Like. <laughs> so it's
1: Booger Ed versus a boy. Possessed by a demon called Captain Doody, like Pooh. Get it? Ah, very good. Thought it was a reference I was getting, looked it up, it wasn't. <laughs> it was poo. Um,
3: but they, they seem to think that an Undertaker is an exorcist. Like they imply that he's there to beat the demon out of this kid. And all that really happens is the kid calls him Mark. He's like, I know your real name, it's Mark. And Undertaker. <laughs> it actually sounds like a shoot because he's genuinely like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that <ain't> my name. <laughs> too real (laughs) and he puts the boy in a sleeper at one point as well and they're like oh it's the tombstone it's not the tombstone It's giving him a hug
0: oh my god
3: um austin versus mcmahon like you say you have mcmahon being all sort of intellectually superior which is not right but i think that they're both such Preposterous characters, they fit the idea of being puppets quite well. Yeah, yeah. And it's worth watching it just for the fact that when Stone Cold gives him the stunner, it fucking breaks his neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just does a stunner and instantly his neck comes out like three feet and it's mangled and Vince is just dead instantly, like it's game over Is that
0: why Vince never does the stunner cell, the stunner cell properly? He's like, oh, shit, I want that to happen to you <laughs> gonna, I might as well just kind of roll around a bit like But then Vince is dead in like a bundle on the floor and I remember seeing this
3: episode so clearly as a kid and Austin gets on the mic and he's like If you wanna see me beat McMahon's dead ass to death with a tombstone give me a hell yeah So he picks up the tombstone and chops up the body into little pieces Oh my god! Then he puts the pieces in a coffin and he's like, if you wanna see me drag this coffin in a field and set it on on fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah! He just fades to black on him dragging the coffin. <laughs> Amazing. He's
0: probably still out there doing more stuff, like, you know, defiling the corpse. And then the
3: last matchup we had, I've always thought that you were a bit more of a literary man than me, Kevin, so you might have to help me out with this
1: one, but we had Mankind taking on his greatest literary so rival. So he got to pick, he got a time machine. He got Sorry, access yes. to a time machine. So Mick Foley was allowed to choose anyone from history to fight anyone anyone and he chose his greatest rival Ernest Hemingway
2: <laughs>
0: I hear he's a great writer of books
1: but, but yeah? when they're doing when they're doing like the the, te- uh, the the tape of saying you know you know these are their stats yeah they say that Hemingway apparently head-butted his way out of a burning plane and I need to know, and I need to know if that's a shoot or a work <laughs>
0: Someone get his biographer on the phone. (laughs) You want to talk a little bit about BMW Boy Meets Worlds? Yeah. This is great. I mean,. Now we've had cameos, but this is a recurring role. Leon Vader White. He was the best friend in uh, Boy Meets World. He was the best friend's dad because the best friend was kind of like a husky kid. Right. They wanted him to have like kind of a scary, intimidating dad. He was actually quite a sweetheart. And that's literally Vader to a T. So he played the Vader persona on Boy Meets World, and <laughs> the only problem with it was that like they did an interview with the creator of Boy Meets World on WD.com a while ago, and they were like, "Do you have any regrets about?" It? And like, well. It was kind of weird because we had him that he was always the champion of the promotion and we used to shoot at WWE live events and stuff. Uh, but then he would live in this like, shitty house on the wrong side of the tracks. Of course, we know now that wrestlers uh, live in quite nice houses for the most part. Yeah. Well, there ones not WWE at the time and Leon, Vader, White, very wisely invested his money in property. So at any number of houses he could have lived in. So... <laughs> Uh, what else do we have here? We had... Uh... Sorry, I,
3: I fucking hated Boy Meets World what? as a kid and as a man Why? I've got so little to say about it What is it's contingent! Yeah, fuck
1: them! This is the only one I'd never seen before so this is literally my only experience of Boy Meets World was watching this clip It's crap um, Yeah, I've got nothing Alright,
0: look, yeah, it's not as good as the Wonder Years, yeah, okay, alright it's like, it's like Sabrina but none of the fantastical elements But... You know, Vader. But, I, <laughs> but Vader. I, he I, was there. You well,
1: can do a moon salt. I'm under the impression that this Mr. Feeny is like the, the Vince McMahon of the Boy Meets World <laughs> universe. But like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, so what do we got next then? We're looking now at oh. Another
3: show I fucking hate, That 70s Show. Any fans of that here? Okay. I
1: didn't see it. this until the first time, until last year, right. 70s show. So, well, so in
0: general, you would never seen the no, show No, i No, never seen it
1: before, no. Mm-hmm.
0: So The Rock played his, he played rock, soul man Rocky Johnson.
1: Yes. So yeah. he played
0: his actual dad. He actually did a pretty good job there with the mustache and the, uh, the, them burns. Good likeness. And that curl going on. And you got Ken Shamrock playing
3: that man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the Hardys were in it as well, but they're uncredited.
3: Now, the Hardys appearance is probably my favourite part of it, but just to give it a basic rundown, that 70s show, the characters all go to a
1: wrestling event in it and they have a wacky time watching wrestling. And they want to go, they particularly want to go because Rocky Johnson is fighting 11 midgets. They, they make a big thing and that's the, what they say is we're going specifically to see a midget fight. Uh, Good aged times well.
0: in the 70s. Like- yeah.
3: So they go, and we see a little bit of action. We see the Hardy boys wrestling in the ring, dressed up as some 70s jobbers. Nothing really special, apart from the fact that Matt Hardy, at one point, hits a Glarge sleeper <laughs> hole. Oh, oh yes. And not only does he hit a Glage sleeper, he actually hits it, and he goes, oh, he ain't going nowhere. Like Just like Jeff Jarrett. I really think we've not got to the bottom of this Glarge conspiracy yet. Seriously. I think there's something to it. I think there's like an unwritten thing with wrestlers. About.
0: Jeff Jarrett's golden monocle has fallen to his golden <laughs> champagne fit, right? Yeah. 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 Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, I think he looks like Ken Shamron Don Morocco there. Kind of. He looks a bit like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and The Rock as well, I do, I do like the part in it where he goes, I've got a son and I think he's going to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment which is nice funny for the rock Rock to retcon the fact that his father was very distant and didn't want him to get into wrestling (laughs) yeah and it was only because of his son's abject failures in football that he uh, decided to give him a go so he wasn't destitute so awkward the most electrifying man, sports entertainment. There we go. <laughs> I tell you, the other thing I took away from that '70s
3: show because outside of the wrestling stuff, the B story for this episode, the fucking B story is woeful. the B story for this. Right? It turns out the uh, the the mum of Topher Grace's character there, she wants to go to therapy, and her husband's freaking out because <laughs> therapy's for wackos, Kevin. <laughs> and the whole time, it's just like they go to therapy, and they're all crazy, and they all want to have sex with each other. I thought this show was meant to be really popular and good, like, and it's just really not aged well at all. If you
0: ever listen to Chris Evans talk about psychiatry on The Breakfast Show, you'll know that there's a lot of people out there who've got some hateful opinions. So yeah. I don't want to rush you, but I want to talk about the next one so fucking badly. Please, 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 please,
3: please, please. Mr. on Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: Yes! Oh my God! Look at that! It's the best goddamn thing ever! Billy Gunn, on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You did one wrong thing though, Adam. Okay, you picked this, you got me up high on a pedestal of excitement. So I watch the episode, we have a cold open, natch. And then we come in, it's time for the theme song, and I'm expecting... No, it's this weird fucking thing in a bubble, like, ooh, mysteries, what the fuck?
3: It's the fucking post-high school years of Sabrina when she works in a coffee shop.
0: Go back to skills, Sabrina, get your music yeah. back, come on
3: Unfortunately, Sabrina was like my favourite fucking show as a kid Like in terms of live action sitcoms, Sabrina was it Clarissa Explains It All was decent as well, but Sabrina is like way up here Oh
0: man, what wrestler would you have come up the ladder to Clarissa so she could explain all to <laughs> Dirty Dean Ambrose, obviously Dean yeah. yeah. is obviously that boyfriend, like... <laughs> Someone get Renee Young on the whore we need <laughs> Do you want to sit in the bed and go, da-na-na-na-na, na, na, na. you can do it, you know? <laughs> okay, I was watching this, you know, Billy doesn't appear till the tail end. You know, Billy got the main eventer, obviously, Yeah. You know? He doesn't go on, yeah. he doesn't do the opening car bullshit, that's the job of Salem. It's and King the- of the Ring, you know. Exactly you right. don't
1: waste your King of the Ring.
0: I was going to ask you though, because I was dwelling a little bit on this, uh, watching the episode. What wrestling personality should be forced, because of their crimes, to be a cat for 100 years like Salem? <laughs> mm oh. Personally, mm, uh, no nah, yeah. someone
3: around here said Lawler and I think a cat is too good because cats are very like agile and there's a lot of cool things you can yeah. I mean, <laughs> do. You don't oh, want
0: to make them faster. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright, I was gonna tell you, I think Jim Cornette is a cat. Because <laughs> he needs humility. Also yeah. being like God fucking <laughs> Alright, it's not my anecdote to tell, so we have to say, right? It's Brian zane was was recently down in, in England. We got to meet Brian, it was a really nice time, and he told us a great a great anecdote about Jim Cornette that is the most Jim Cornette thing ever. He was going to meet Jim for the first time. Jim's like, oh goddamn, Kate, I'm gonna take you to all these places to eat, I'm gonna take you to Army's, I'm gonna take you to Chile. I'm gonna take you to all these places. And then he's like, well where are we gonna go? Well I'm gonna take you to this place that's called Burgoo. And he's like, what's Burgoo? Well, it's not quite a stew, it's not quite barbecue, it's Burgoo. <laughs> And that coming out of a little cat, just seems like... you you filtered down the real good stuff there, you know?
1: I mean, I would like to see an Undertaker cat. Like a cat in a little trench coat.
0: (laughs) Cats and hats are objectively funny. Yeah. Adam, anyone you would uh, make a cat?
1: Honestly
3: no maybe Seth Rollins would make a nice little cat oh, yeah. you've got me going the wrong way around it now because you originally worded it as being a punishment and I just think of punishments being like being a cat's a treat if anything say yeah. yeah. Salem don't like it but I'd rather make Hulk Hogan like a slug or something yeah <laughs> or like a sea cucumber like oh like, yeah can't Do fuck all with his life like a really undignified animal and he's only at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean where he can't hurt anybody as well <laughs> that sounds
0: good I like that um, so pretty much the storyline here is that we've got Salem the cat his daughter is going to go and do a wedding in the other realm yes which is where all the witches hang out normally and Penn and Teller, don't you Yeah, know? oh yeah Penn and are there mm-hmm. as well they're
1: in cave Obe. Uh, You
0: know, isn't this, that Harvey's like fucking 40.
1: Yeah, he looks so much older than I remember him being. He looks
0: older than Billy Gunn, like. Yeah. (laughs) He's looking real, real bad. So the idea is that, right, you're having your wedding and because it's in the other realm, it's all wacky and their traditions are upside down. Such as the fact that Sabrina's the maid of honour. She has to bring a bloody tree with her everywhere. And she's wearing
1: like a Napoleon hat and has to wear this really gaudy dress.
0: Solid look, yeah, really solid look. Uh, the dads have to wrestle, so the father of the bride mm-hmm. has to wrestle the father of the groom. As but tradition. Salem can't wrestle because he's a, he is a cat and it ain't no cat vice.
3: He's protected by the humane society is how they get around that. So we've got Billy
0: Gunn wrestling Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> And he fucking he works her like yeah. they fucking go for it. Yeah, this is a, the most wrestling we're gonna have tonight. Like <laughs> yeah. they have a match, guys. I was gonna say Melissa Joan Hart's a hell of a fucking worker. Like you know she's a big wrestling fan, right? Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she had a bit. She awesome. had a big Twitter feud with Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. my god! Like, but like she she was having a go with at Kevin Owens. He just kept saying shut up, Sabrina. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did anyone catch Billy Gunn's special wrestling name for this episode?
3: Yes, it was Xavier the Avenger
0: Prescott. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? You know, that is—it's literally on two K, making the crib. Xavier, Xavier the Avenger Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I, I was a little bit disheartened that heel Sabrina was using the magic yeah. and the eye oh, rake. Yeah, yeah. eye rake good. Billy starts
3: off the match by hitting her with a -a tilt-a-wheel power slam, which is a legitimate fair wrestling move, and she just follows up with the magic disappearing out of the way and poking him in the eyes.
1: Should never have broken in this business. She shouldn't
3: have! (laughs) Fucking despicable. Not like, since Fantasio have we seen such <laughs> <since laughs> of respect. I will say though, off the eye gouge, Billy takes like a big
0: twisting back bump, like because he loves the business so much. Like, <laughs> so protective. Yeah, he doesn't want anyone to think, he doesn't want any of these people or that cat to think any less of professional <laughs> well, wrestling Hey man, if, if Billy Gunn was going to fight a witch, I probably would get gouged in the ass of Rio, wouldn't I? She. <laughs> <laughs> takes the Spike Dudley bobby, like takes her up, he f- like Bam Bam, fucks her into the audience. Yeah. Like, it's great, like, and then Billy Gunn gets one line, so the cat attacks him, He gets a quick roll-up, he gets pinned, and then he has one line. Oh yeah. And because it's like 1999 or whatever, it has to be hurtful. And he's like, what did he say,
3: did you catch it? Yeah, he did like a little post-match promo where he says, oh yeah, well that that sucked that I lost, but it wasn't too bad. With my son's wedding, I got my ass kicked, and now I'm related to gypsies as well. Oh. (laughs) It's nice that in a show that is meant to be about like the world of magic and witches and different cultures, that we still go out of our way to have a go at gypsies.
0: It's funny that PTC, like when they came out, all the time saying that WWE at the time was, was really you know shocking and awful they had like a list of the worst shows on tv the most offensive ones I and mean, wf was always the top top of their list always sabrina the teenage witch <laughs> obviously they hate gypsies or have hateful things in their mind to say such horrible things uh, right let's move on then shall we oh yeah man, this, I this <laughs> next one i've i've got nothing to say
3: about this but you in, you insisted that it's worth having a mention of i
1: it. i forgot this ex- this existed everyone until- know
0: what Chums is here by the way? Yeah. Yeah. oh my god this is so bad <laughs> so all right who wants to take us through how they managed to who who is appearing on this and who are are kind of or accepted hosts that can take us through this fun little skit hosts yeah
3: where Cat Dealy and Declan Donnelly hey. is the, the Doing the thing where they nearly kiss and then they don't kiss and then Jerry Springer is there. And it turns out that even though they live together, they also live with Ant, and this is news to them. So they bring out Ant. And then Kurt Angle is
0: there. Kurt
1: Angle. (laughs) Kurt Angle. Angle. They bring Kurt Angle on as like Steve Wilkos.
0: And And his backs to the audience the whole time.
1: They have Kurt on this like ten minute segment and he doesn't say a fucking word. What a fucking waste of it's angle! It's
0: 2001 as well. It's literally peak comedy, Kurt. Yeah. So like, it comes over you, know, you would have been game for anything. Yeah.
1: So like, instead of hearing Kurt say something actually funny, we have to hear things like Kat Dealey saying she went to a knockoff, um, she went on holiday to a knockoff Greece called Lard. Boo. Bants, lads.
3: That's it, it's not even like it's the fact that they didn't use Kurt properly. The fact that really hurts me is that I used to fucking love SMTV and I loved Chums so much and I had such fond memories of it.
0: Oh wait, so it, this is a recurring bit then? Oh yeah, yeah this was, Chums yeah. every week, oh. man. Yeah, this was like
3: a constant Friends parody every week. We didn't, we weren't allowed
0: out in deck in Catholic <laughs> Ireland.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we had dust in the turkey and a sock monster and we were happy. <laughs>
3: Wasn't there another thing, the wooden skeleton that sang about bones or something like that you had as well? That's
0: not that's different. That's, that's what island. That's how about. we learned about calcium. It's that's different. different. <laughs> we did have a very scary hand puppet though, called Bosco. Oh well, no, Bosco. Yeah. See? <laughs> uh, that's the sound of someone that was traumatized. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> that, that will speak no more of the demon Bosco. All right, we need to move on, and we've got a really important one. This is a video we need to play. Yeah, I think it's best to show the clip of this first.
2: <laughs> okay, we Billy alluded it.
0: to this. I dare anyone to find the, a better use and a more on-brand appearance of a wrestler <laughs> than this. This is Dilbert, as previously alluded to. Let's uh, roll that bean footage, please.
3: I hope this doesn't become undignified.
1: Please rise for the honourable. Judge Stone Coldplay! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get the rights to the music. Jim Johnson
0: cares a lot about country music. Like
1: Austin doesn't.
2: <laughs> stutter,
0: stutter, Austin, Austin, Austin.
3: <laughs> yes. Perfect.
2: <laughs> 16 says, order into court. <laughs> in arguments in the custody case of Dilbert versus the aliens, robots, cows, hillbillies, a billionaire and 17 engineers.
3: Your honor, my clients demand custody of the baby in Dilbert's show?
2: work.
3: <laughs>
0: your stomach. It's about office bureaucracy, about mate. <laughs> they each have their own selfish motives. Whatever you decide, Judge Stone Cold, please use your wisdom and
3: compassion in making your decision. Thank you.
2: For <laughs> compassion, take your ass to church. <laughs> custody is awarded to the freaks. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> the Stone Cold Sets Up. Yeah!
0: <laughs> if you don't think that a Judge Judy spin off where Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they could film it down in Salford, it'd be great I, I
1: think that character that um, Dilbert created could go a lot, you know, a long way.
0: Yeah, young Steve Williams was obviously watching Dilbert. Yeah. <laughs> thought, yeah, alright, I'll take that. Alright, we're going to move on to our final section. This section is very near and dear to our hearts. We're going to round things off with some gratuitous cameos. Yay! There were a lot of these. <laughs> Oh, baby. Yeah. This bit's going to be a real mixed bag, folks. <laughs> I'll say. We've had some uh, impressive additions to this recently as yeah. well. I'm very excited.
3: So we're going to be looking at various things, like the Rock on Star Trek, China here on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Well, mean, should we start off on that one? Start off with Whose Line?
0: <laughs> I think Whose Line is a good one. I remember seeing this as a kid and thinking, like, oh, OK, this is this is like going to be solid action right here China. Recently released from WWE, trying to find her way in the world. She'd appeared on Playboy again and it's like, well, you're a big star. You come on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Now I love Whose Line Is Anyway. It's fucking fabulous. I've seen it live a whole bunch of times. Like it's really great. Like when improv is done well, there's nothing better than it. But I don't know. This. China putting in celebrities into this can be sometimes be fun and sometimes be a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm.
1: I think if they played any other game than the game they played, it would have been grand. So what's it, the game
0: that they play? So
1: it's the one where you have to use. So Drew and China are both essentially the props, and Ryan and Colin have to recreate a scene and use China as a prop, <laughs> as well as Drew Carey. And you can tell they've like, they've said we're going to do this game. Because like Ryan Styles has got a lad on him, like he, he, he wants <laughs> to get up and up and close with China, like Colin as well, but to a lesser extent. But Ryan Stiles gets full like right. creep mode with China it here. It
0: reminded me of when the Stooges fought China. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. exactly what yeah. this is. where it's like, oh right, this is literally an excuse for us to corrupt it's this world. but not really. But yeah, actually, but not really. But yeah, come on, that's like he goes at one point he says like she's an igloo so he literally like crawls in underneath her and is like Eww! knocking his
1: head against her breast. it's just so grim
0: and then at one point he wants to like use her as a snow like a sled or something like that a snowmobile and like he literally is like riding her like she's a dog and he's like oh no it's flipped over he's like, Eah! and he's like still on top of her and she looks so fucking mortified the whole
3: time imagine being invited on an improv comedy show and finding out that that's what you're doing this like, was the thing i was m- honest to god most excited to watch in preparation for the show because like? i love who's Line. i like china and i think oh it's gonna be great to see her doing a bit something a bit funny see some c- comedy side of china for once she doesn't do anything she stands there and gets groped by a bunch of men
0: uh, it's fucking weird
3: this is like Who's line is way smarter than this way, way smarter than or Do you usually. think it's because we're watching the UK version? I, mean, I like the US as well I think the US whose line is normally decent
1: Yeah, i like, like Clive
0: say Anderson wouldn't put up with that shit like No He'd have put He used to be a lawyer
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, shit, you're <laughs> you right get, get it down to business, like You would know
0: that is very much against the law what they did basically <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got another big one we want to talk about then, right? This mm-hmm. is, uh, are we talking about Mr. Johnson here, are we? Yeah, we are Okay, this is great I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek guy all right but when I found out that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is on Star Trek you know we had to figure it and watch
1: this one mm-hmm.
0: this was um, Voyager the, the episode called t- can I t- what how do you pronounce that S- I don't I yeah. it's some nerd language or something <laughs> like that. I like Star Wars cuz I'm cool <laughs> I don't want to support Disney first trillion dollar media company come on lads come on disney come on you can do it such a fucking heel if you don't all, if we don't all hope and make it happen together it'll never happen you want viacom to be the first trillion dollar media company do you come on so the rock um he's got kind of like sub flex cubana ring gear in this yeah. yeah this was his first appearance on anything else. Yeah
1: was this then then the mummy returns
0: that's how good he was here like you're so good we'll just take that head and we'll pop on the (laughs) scorpion that's the logical progression of the actor so is race in this okay i'm getting this right is anyone uh, anyone here a star trek fan Uh,
1: i've got it as well. good what
0: is a Pendori? It's a one-off alien is it literally for Yeah. Really? It looks, really? yeah, it's, wow. it's a,
1: it lo- honestly looks like, a, I thought at first that it was just like a bootleg Klingon. Because it looks like remarkably like a Klingon, but it's, <laughs> it's not
0: they gave him creative control. Oh, yes yeah, no, no. no, I'm uh, a Pandori The Rock is not a heel no, no, no 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 uh, The Rock is a Pandori uh, <laughs> and well we established only eat, we only eat pie on my planet oh <laughs> uh, no, no 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 you don't get to live long and prosper I, I am <laughs>
2: <laughs> it
0: was Really nice to see star trek in 1998 or 97 when this came out they were on board with the intergender wrestling yeah she's yeah, right fighting
1: seven it? seven of nine why is that she's she, that's her that's her name she she used to be a borg but now she's a goodie why is she got
0: seven of nine That's so shit because <laughs> borgs don't have
1: names they she They're like she was God. number seven of of the of the nine units that so, were part of her squadron seven. well that's what they, they they call a seven for short. but full name seven of nine <laughs> i i'm a big fan of star trek voyager
0: was really? specifically
1: Voyager? Specifically Voyager, yeah. So
0: did you see this when you would have been uh, in
1: Yeah, yeah. I've seen every episode of Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you reckon this was the most electrifying man in the galaxy far Well, uh, <laughs> a, a, a
1: electrifying in the sense that he has shock gloves. Oh yeah,
0: he does,
1: doesn't he? So he, that's another thing he's had for creative controls. I'm electrifying, so we need an electrifying device.
0: I'm not going to lie, I didn't know who seven of nine was. I take it Borgs are healed, so I was kind of yeah. like, Go on, Rocky! Get her, go well, for she, the tongue. She, you she know? used
1: to be healed, but she did a big face turn. Oh, I see. So she is face through and through now, like white hot baby face. Seven and nine.
3: Why are they fighting exactly? Being uh, the Voyager fan? they've yeah, been. You know.
1: Seven and nine has been kidnapped, right? And, uh, by this, uh, it's essentially a Thor Ragnarok before Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are you telling me, Thor Ragnarok
0: ripped off? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> essentially, is this basically Chris Hemsworth here? <laughs> So, it's like a Lion's Den match that they have? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's the exact structure of mm-hmm. it. And I did like the twist. The twist was that they weren't actually there. They were fighting elsewhere in, a, in an arena where there was no one, and they were just watching holograms in yeah. there. Much like the real Lion's Den match wasn't actually there, was it? It was yeah. like a
3: separate place down the road. Yeah,
0: and then Owen and uh, Ken were wearing the latest VR tech. and we're uh, fighting through that's like a very uh, pedestrian view of the wrestling business Star Trek because you need to feed off the live audience and <laughs> they were very stupid to make it like imagine that if you watch wrestling and they couldn't hear what the crowd was doing at all Ooh. and they were actually somewhere else it would just be like yeah. what's the ddp match yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we get a lot of people recently have been saying oh you've been really hard on ddp all the time Talk about how you you scripted all his matches macho man script his matches and no one complains about that yeah because they were good <laughs> 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 like, some scripts are better than others Script. <laughs> you know it's a script oh it's gonna be great then um i did like as well that anytime a wrestler appears on, on, on something else i feel they should use signature maneuvers yes mm. this is the one time where it actually pays off like yeah the rock hits the uranagi uh, uh, we the all rock. know what's called guys you know you don't want to disrespect the business here now. Call, <laughs> it, call it
1: what it is it's uranagi um, yeah, I thought The Rock did really well in this. He, he didn't put over seven or nine though. No, no he didn't. He's, he's just come in here just for a one and done. He mm-hmm. could at least like, put oh, over no, the a... white hot baby face who works day in, day out, <laughs>
0: part-timers, I, man. I think The Rock, yeah, he would have like basically politicked his way. Like, he oh, did, no. clearly. The Rock wouldn't lose a 7-9, that wouldn't happen. The Rock is too smart for that. He,
3: he yeah. didn't go as far as to do the people's eyebrow, but he did, did you notice after he won, he did the little, like looking around and smelling the people. Like, There's no people a, to there smell, mate. There's people, hang on now. <laughs>
1: There's no people to smell, he's in a room by himself. Like, who's that, whose benefit is that for?
0: Smelling the (laughs) arena. Having a sniff,
3: sniff, even me. Like a good smell at the end of the
0: day, like, you know? Now,
3: we were, like, just getting here earlier and setting up the show and sorting things out, and Ash, who's running our tech, um, said to me, like, because he's a Star Trek fan, he's like, oh yeah, you guys are talking about The Rock on Star Trek. I take it you're going to talk about Big Show as well. We didn't know! We didn't know, and then Ash just, like, got his laptop and then turned it around and showed me, Ash, can you show me the picture that you showed me earlier today, please? (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: oh my god! <laughs> Big nasty ogre, Paul White Can't you just see I'm having a wee
2: bit of Literally Shrek, <track> like!
0: <laughs> Is this like, remember there was one week on the Smackdown crawler did a gimmick gimmick gimmick, no gimmick, and then gimmick 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 yeah. This was the one, Which like, <laughs> no, no, no. Jolly green giant I don't <laughs> want no green stains on the mat like, take that <laughs> shit back to Star Trek Time to talk about everyone's favourite soon-to-be lord and master of the wrestling world, Triple H. Now, it's not just The Chaperone or Inside Out. You know Inside Out's a great movie, he thinks we're never going to watch it. We are going to watch it sometimes, (laughs) great. Um, Inside Out and Chaperone, Hollywood classics, obvious. But, Triple H also starred on a show called Pacific Blue. Pacific Blue, Billy. Can you tell people what the just the premise? Elevator pitch, Pacific Blue, for
1: me, please. Uh, it's bike cops. <laughs> it's a draw. It's a, a, a police procedural about police that get around riding bikes on not the like beachfront. No, they're not motorbikes. No, they're They're cycling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they jump over so much stuff? Like oh. so much detritus. One on of them the beach. does a wheelie. Like, oh. oh. <laughs>
0: Did you, have anyone seen any more Pacific Blue than this? Because like, I'm really watched. I watched, I
1: watched watch. a second part to the part that we watched of, yeah. of, of of Triple H getting his comeuppance.
3: I tried to watch the full episode of Triple H. I just could not do it. It's so tedious, this
0: show. Well, there was an issue with us trying to find <laughs> it. Like there was a little a little thing that was working against us. Because you know, a lot of these things, like, there's a lot of cameos that we wanted to do, but just sadly the footage was nowhere to be found. Like these are kind of shows that there's no demand for it to be on DVD or on demand or anything like that. So you kind of, you get what you get. And what we got when we decided to try and watch some of Triple H on Pacific Blue is this. And uh, this is what we got for Pacific Blue. No, <laughs>
3: Why
2: is that funny?
3: <laughs> Chico? That's Razor Ramon hey, in there. Come on. So very confusing indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, now this watching that clip did make me do two things. Number one, I really want to see more of uh, Pacific Blue because I wanted to see like someone get in a car and be like, yeah. What? Uh, also. <laughs> <laughs> Because I like to think that they have like a you know like a Thunderbirds two and four situation where the, the bike slowed up into like I don't know, a bigger bike uh, <laughs> in the highway. I also want to learn Spanish now because you know this me Triple H. Like, yeah. So that starts, and I want to be able to say yeah. a lot of things as Triple H in Spanish.
1: So what's not made clear, obviously, because we don't speak Spanish, oh, is really? you did I don't in here, didn't you? I I don't know if Triple H here is playing a, himself. Or if somebody says, "Hey, you look like that wrestler Triple H," because if it's the fil- if it's the first one, that means that his Triple H's side gig is he's a porn set bouncer <laughs> that is um, also um, pushing drugs.
0: Yeah, it's like it's an illegal rackish.
3: Yeah They're paedophiles Billy, you missed out the part where they're paedophiles Did I?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Triple H is the bouncer for a bunch of paedophile people whoa. <laughs> Hang on a
0: minute, I'm pedo a lot of things Bye,
1: <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! I did not, I did not pick up on that at all Yeah, Yeah.
0: you had to go onto the wiki and actually get the whole like, I thought, always oh, a Triple H and like did the fan, you know, the Spanish fan who uploaded this jump over the DX music, No, that's in the show right? Yeah <laughs> Like it's like, you tell me what it's like to be half a man and be a guard for a pedophile right. Like, like <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah, I can see why it's only in Spanish, like so they got rid of all the English language, kind of, no one must know
1: Why <laughs> would you put that in then? Why would you have Triple H play either h- himself or someone who looks suspiciously like Triple H and may tell you that by playing the DX music. And he's a fucking paedophile. He's why there, would... Why why a paedophile would tri- sympathizer sympathiser. Paedophile sympathiser. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so a why a would Triple H allow band. that? Why would you say, yeah, that sounds like a good idea? <laughs> like,
3: so whoever it was that had to sign off on this definitely didn't know the context of what was going to be in the show.
1: How like... fucking
0: desperate were they to have someone on the show? Like, yeah, whatever. You got anything, you'll be a bouncer for a pedophile. Whatever. It's <laughs> grand. Like, you no, know, he you know, won't be the pedophile. We'll draw a line somewhere. <laughs> um, we've got one last one we're going to talk about. I mm. think we'll round off and then we've got a little special announcement, I mm. think, that we can make. Actually, a double announcement. So this is actually, I think, probably the best... Yeah use of wrestlers I mean Austin on Dilbert was great but live action and not only using wrestlers and getting them over but actually promoting an event yeah absolutely this is fucking great this is Saturday Night Live with the main event of WrestleMania 2000 and Vince is there too yeah it's so good like show like they know who everyone's character is and everyone is such a good performer that they kind of just, they naturally get into it. Triple H is so much better yeah. being Triple H than being a bouncer for a paedophile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knew? I wish, so someone, I wish someone
1: would tell Triple H that.
0: <laughs> you don't need to do that, Triple H. You don't need to, like, you know, go be a bouncer for paedophiles. But Big Show is actually the star of this. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, definitely. He plays in Egypt. Yeah, really well, I mean. <laughs> well. The part he was born to play. And um, Vince McMahon is really, really great in this as well. Like, he, he does at one point say, like, you know, he's like, I want to have some credibility for once. I want to be nice and respectful just for once. I like that he was a little bit, he's a lot more on, less on edge than he was in Conan. Yeah. You know, he's, absolutely. It's great here because
3: he's acting, he's way more in his element. He's got Triple H, Mick, and Big Show, and he's basically saying to them, Rock is the host of Saturday Night Live and even though you don't like Rock, we've got to make sure this goes smoothly for the benefit of the company and he's trying to be all like really like serious, I'm a businessman, this is a good opportunity for us and he's like of course the Rock is gonna be doing everything tonight apart from one thing, looks straight in the
0: camera LIVE
2: FROM NEW York, IT'S SHALLING NIGHT LIVE!
0: Whoa! <laughs> Yo, he's been waiting like fifty years to do that. It's all yeah. backed up. <laughs> <over action. laughs> right. It's absolutely great. Although they do spoil the main event at one point triple H's like, oh, come on Vince, you'll just betray the Rock like you what? always do. <laughs> you know, like, if anyone's not seen rest of 2000, I'm sorry. but that's What <laughs> happens? Rock does a monologue and he's pretty good at it. Not bad, yeah. But I would say out of the four other, out of the five of them, I think he's probably the weakest.
1: Yeah, yeah, hmm. definitely say so. Yeah, he's
0: much better as a. Uh,
1: Pendari Alien (laughs) 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 than a host
0: I would think ACDC are also in the house (laughs) this is the problem we We, we struggle when something is good don't we that's it we just just run out of stuff to say immediately (laughs) immediately. okay we've got a tag team of announcements that we should do okay First things first, I think, Adam, you've got a video you want to show people. Is it possible that we could dim the house lights down, please, uh, guys, just so everyone can see this video properly? I'll, uh, I'll get myself to one side so my big, massive head's not on the way. Uh, but, Adam, if you want to maybe set up the video here to so let people know what's, uh, what's going on. Basically,
3: we're, um, we're doing video episodes on our Patreon now, and we've got a new one that me and Kevin have been working on a lot lately, and we just wanted to share a couple of minutes, obviously, of so you can see what it looks like. <laughs>
0: If anyone here is a back, have any you Patreon supporters here? First of all, thank you-, yes. thank you guys so much for your support and that enables Seriously. Adam to be able to do stuff like that to the standard he wants to do. it. I want to say thank you, Adam, for all his amazing video work. It's been absolutely fantastic and a lot of people are probably here because of the videos that you've made. So thank you very much, Adam. <laughs> And we would too as well, on behalf of How To Wrestling and the OTR podcast, we want to give a big shout-out to uh, Zoe and everyone who's helped organise the podcast festival. It's an amazing show. Thank you so much for bringing us back. It's been an absolute treat. And to Ash, our man in the booth over there, thank you so much for your help. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Billy Peebles. Namaste, thank you for everything that you do, I love you I love you Thank you very much for reciprocating (laughs) There you go, see And we went with a little bit of announcement as well, okay We know many of you have come down from north of the Wall to be here today, (laughs) okay?
1: And we apologise for the following announcement
0: (laughs) We are going to, at the end of October, it's just been announced We're going to be going to do our first ever live show right in our hometown. It's going to be some mayhem in Manchester. October 27th at the Joshua Brooks. We're going to be doing an evening discussing Austin and McMahon, the greatest rivalry of all time. Tickets are available now and you can even get a dinner with it <laughs> That's so the most serious If you want some se- <laughs> serious <laughs> dinner
1: theatre, come on guys
0: I, I argued hard for a pancake luncheon, but they went and, <laughs> They went with a dinner but Dinner anyway, and a show, come on Dinner and a show, so the information on that will be on all of our social media channels. Thank you so much guys for coming out. We really appreciate it. From me, Adam, Billy, and Joe, we really appreciate your support. We hope to see you again here next year maybe. But thank you and that is us from the Ad Share Podcast Good night. <laughs>